0: this is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello there, and welcome to today's sixteenth of the Master Monster series, episode six hundred twenty-eight. What do I do now? Well, we talked just previously about assuring you that you can take control. I know that I have felt often like life is out of my control. Like because what's going on around me or because of what happened to me, I was disadvantaged. And worse than that, permanently prohibited from achieving certain things. I now know that's not true. I didn't know that until... Late, much later in life, I was in my 50s before I realized that, that no one can take away your opportunity or mine. The monsters that we believe control us don't, unless we let them. The circumstances that happened to us don't control us unless we let them. Examples from my life include dying When I died three years ago, now nearly four, in 2018. It'll be four years here in a couple months. Um, Other examples are people who have substantial physical challenges, who have accidents, or who are born with some difficulty. All of those folks face the same choice. I can give up and, and be grumpy, or I can take control. In order to make that, that teaching mean something, we have to take it a step further, which is what this session is about, and we need to answer the question, what do I do now? Well, I know you've probably gone to a conference or listened to some self-help stuff or bought a book or hired a coach or gone to church, or some other place that was designed to give you inspiration, mental inspiration, spiritual inspiration, career inspiration, you know, something to just, like, move forward powerfully. And then we get home. I've gone to so many of those. Fired up, you get home, and life takes over. You mean to do stuff, you don't. I've had days like that. Or I get up, I'm fired up, and, you know, by 10 o'clock in the morning, something has happened or two or three or five things, and then ugh, you lose it. So you've, you've heard the Monster Series. You've learned some stuff. You've listened. You've likely taken some notes and written down some determination to do something so that your life will change, so your productivity will go up, so the monsters will be banished. All those things, I'm, I'm assuming you've done that. I'd like to dig now into what do you do now to the nitty gritty, right? The day by day thing. Well, here are the principles I found to be helpful. First of all, you can't do everything at once. I used to live trying to do nine things. And by nine, that was not a made up number. I had nine projects I was trying to move forward when Joy and I first launched our coaching business and I started writing books and, uh, at the time she was also very, very active and had a very full online, uh, eBay store selling antiques and collectibles and glassware. And I helped, uh, I was the packer and shipper, right? And I would go to the auction sales with her and transport stuff home. She was the expert. And I just was the hired help. um, and so that was one of the things we were doing, and we were active in our church, and I was writing some books and trying to get, you know, this coaching business going. And, and and in the coaching business, there were several parts. I was trying to make some videos and create a social presence and write some books at the same time, and we dabbled with some web properties and just on and on and on. So there were lots of things going on. And moving nine things forward like that, and we counted them one day, and there were nine, moving nine things Forward like that meant that things weren't really slow. So there was sporadic success. Oh, success. And then there was uh, lulls, you know, ups and downs like there always are. When you're moving a lot of things forward or trying to change a lot of things in your life at once, things move slowly, right? And so It's easier and more likely to create success. I'm not about easy only. What I am about is what's likely to create success for you. What's likely to let you sustain your effort over the long haul, right? Not get discouraged and quit because that's mostly what happens. People try stuff. It's harder than you thought. Somebody laughs at you. You laugh at yourself. You fail. You don't keep your commitment, Oh, I wasn't cut out for this. Oh, it's too late. Oh, I can never do it. You know the drill. So let's go smaller. You know, I put a post up the other day on one of my Facebook accounts. I think it was my personal achievement business page. And I said, if it gets hard, shrink the goal. And someone misunderstood. And they said, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not saying don't have big, hairy, audacious goals. Go ahead. But as we've talked in other other lessons the success for cadence is i said or the cadence for success is i said it i did it i said it i did it i said it i did it it is far harder to sustain momentum when you create a big goal and continually fail than it is when you create a small goal and continually succeed success breeds a different chemistry in your body it breeds a chemistry of positivity it breeds you know, serotonin and other neurotransmitters that feel good. So taking advantage of that means that you do better when you create small goals and you win. I said it, I did it, I said it, I did it. So the advice I was giving there said, well, if you fail, shrink the goal so that you can say yes, 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 yes. And you'll get to your big, hairy, audacious goal or changing 10 things about your life, or whatever, however many monsters you want to eradicate, okay. you'll, you'll get there a lot faster if you create the cadence for success, which is I said it, I did it. So we can always stay stuck. We can always give up. We can always lay down and quit. Or we can move forward. Now, grabbing the levers of your life Is the answer starting with a question? uh, This is a modification, a little bit of a question that was in a number of Nathaniel Brandon books. He's a guy, it was a shrink and wrote about a bunch of books, but he was real big on personal responsibility. And some of the key messages I got from his work are number one, no one is coming, like your life is yours, and at the end of the day, nobody's coming to live it for you, fix it, rescue or anything else. And that's actually not a fatalistic statement, it's good news, because that means it's completely under your control. The other thing that I got out of there a lot, that was mentioned in a lot of places, was if you could take 1%, or if you took 1%, I think you sometimes use 3%, 3% more responsibility for this particular outcome, what would you do differently? That's a fantastic question. So you want to get healthier. If you took 3% more responsibility today than you did yesterday for getting healthy, I'd eat one less cookie. I'd do one more push-up. If I took 3% more responsibility for my sales quota, I'd make two more phone calls. When you shrink it to a small thing like that, It is easier to chew. It's easier, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So when you're, especially if you've had long-seated monsters, long habits, long stories, you know, that have been with you for a long time, excuses, start small and truly ask yourself. It's easy for me to say, well, okay, if you took 1% more responsibility, what would you do? Oh, yeah, I'd do this. Identify it specifically. Okay, I had trouble getting up in the morning and getting my day started the way I wanted to. Well, if I took 1% more responsibility or 3%, I'd just get up 10 minutes earlier than I had been. i have been getting up later and yelling at myself or feeling frustrated or feeling behind the eight ball. That's all true. I did that for a long time. And I thought, you know, I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the language I use to myself. So instead of trying to do everything all at once, why don't I just back it up 10 minutes? Just 10 minutes and do it for a week. Well, I could do that. And what the benefit was so big, and here's why. It wasn't just about the 10 minutes. It was about feeling like a winner. I won. I did it. Never mind that I had been telling myself I need to get up at 5.30, 5.30, 5.30, or 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, whatever. And I've been getting up at 6.30, so an hour and a half late. Yeah, forget all of it. How about 6.20 instead of 6.30? Well, then I did, because it's only 10 minutes. But then the victory was I felt good all day. I won. I made it. And there was so much power in that that I got way more done than I had been getting Done, accomplished and felt way better and was nicer to everybody. And you know, everything went better because I felt good because I said it, I did it. So that principle is true. And my giving you an an example of getting up, what is the thing you want to do? What is the monster you want to get rid of? If that monster was 3% less powerful, if you had 3% more control, over your fear of networking, over making additional sales calls, over watching what you eat, over the language you use talking to yourself. What would that really look like? Well, I'd be a little more compassionate. Uh, I wouldn't use these words when I talk to myself or someone else. Or I would show up closer to on time for work whether you're working at home or you're working somewhere else. And today, there's so many people working at home, and that's another thing. Well, I'll get there to my desk or wherever you work at home when I get there, and then feeling guilty because, well, I'm not really doing it. I'm, you know, fudging. Okay, we'll establish a time. I'll be at my desk at nine o'clock. Okay. Or, and then you're showing up at 10. All right, how about 9.55? Like, that system really works. Because it builds success, a habit of doing what you say you're going to do, and most importantly, it gets rid of the drama, the negativity, the name-calling that happens inside. So my lesson from trying to do too many things at once, building my business, trying to do too many things at once, being everything I wanted to be all at once, was so greatly facilitated by doing one thing at a time. And by shrinking the size of the goal until I got the success cadence. I Said it, I did it, I said it, I did it. That's what allowed me to completely change my relationship with going to bed, getting up, eating, losing weight, making money, doing all the things I wanted to do. All of a sudden, and it really wasn't all of a sudden, it was over weeks and months, but weeks and months pass either way, right? You know, I just am staggered at how fast the days go by. And then it's a week. I mean, it was just barely coming into winter, and we had a brutal winter. Now it's almost the first day of spring. It's March, and, you know, a few more days, and it's going to be springtime. So, And it's freezing cold and, and cold weather outside, and so looking outside, you wouldn't know that. But the calendar's going to say spring anyway. So that's the secret. The time's going by either way. And if the days are going by either way, you could make each day 3% or 1% better. In, if you did even 1% better in 90 days, one quarter in the time between winter and spring, you're 90% there. Think of that. Now, the last piece of this in what do I do now is keep moving. Even if you have days or a week where you don't, move at all. And, you know, you let's use my getting up example, but it applies to everything. All right, I said 6.30, I got up 6.20, did that for a week, 6.20, 6.20, and then I was going to back it up to 6.10, and, oh, I couldn't do that. In fact, I went all the way back to 6.30. Well, then have another week at 6.20. Like, keep moving. The thing that destroys more goals is procrastination and discouragement procrastination and discouragement because those things fuel the fire of the stories you carry inside. And we've just spent all these sessions, episodes, talking about those things and we called them monsters. That's why they're monsters. Start with small goals. Do a little of at a time. Create the success cadence of I said it, I did it, I said it, I did it. And no matter what happens, keep moving. Keep loving yourself. Keep smiling. These monsters are in your mind. You own them. You created them. You've allowed them to stay. None of that is an indictment. It's just where you start. Nibble away. Chisel them away. Throw out the chunks. Own your life. And keep moving. Doing that you'll be making big progress down the road toward your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukeker. your heart in the sky,
1: and be